This one is called the pants. Take eight. Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. We all know the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly, like Mr. Magoo blindly stepping onto the next swinging girder and falling into an outrageous jackpot. Your hosts, Daryl and Ed, are about to administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Now, here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed. Welcome to The Funniest Thing. Yes. Where each week we share stories about how stepping out boldly always leads to better than expected outcomes. Thank heavens. I'm Daryl. I'm Ed. And we're broadcasting live from middle... Oh! From Chobo Studios! In <laughs> beautiful downtown Van Nuys! Woo. Uh, is that why you're wearing sunglasses in the studio? Of course, you weirdo. Man, I'm in Van Nuys. <laughs> I'm in Van Nuys, and we've got a show to do. I thought, lighting. I thought maybe you forgot you had them on. Oh, no, i got to put my sunglasses <laughs> on when I'm in down, beautiful downtown Van Nuys. So, I got to take a moment. Wait, I got... Oh, yeah, we got pa- Patreon Yeah, we want to um, thank subscribers. Patreon, thank you. Our Patreon subscribers. Um, we're recording early this week, um, and uh, we're happy for – and we are just talking about on our way into the studio how amazing it is that the, fan, the listeners, the fans of this material, the fans of these principals, these, these authors, these writers, these teachers, this whole energetic movement, we're so appreciative that you're all on board and supporting the show – at patreon.com forward slash funniest thing. It is amazing because it's easy in this world to go like, ah, oh, we don't have millions of YouTube subscribers or we don't have Instagram, you know, like whatever, all this stuff going on. And I mean, we do. But the main thing is we have people who love this stuff that tune in all the time, that yes. share it and that share with us how much they benefit from it. And we benefited from it regardless. So it's just a way of us sharing what works for us. And sharing great teachers like we have today on the show with you. And uh, so thank you so much for supporting the show. If you want to support the show through Patreon, patreon.com forward slash funniest thing. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com. And again, we appreciate you. Yes. So what were you going to say? I was just thinking how fortunate we are because it's easy to get side railed when you look at numbers. And you can't look at numbers, folks. That's right. And... uh, Social media, I think that's the killer because we've all gotten into the bad habit of looking at numbers, yeah. how many follow, like scorekeeping. Right. And it just puts us in a competitive, instead instead of a creative mindset, it puts us right. in it, the natural it, you know, thing it stimulates yes. is the competitive part that's of right. our brain. That's right. And it's not a good thing that's right. to have uh, woken up on a regular basis and our show today really drives home the fact that you can disregard all those numbers. Right. And you will be well taken care of. Right. Um, through the simple act of belief and faith. And we got a lot of readings to uh, support this. And, and we have and great, our, great news for everyone. Yeah. And all our experience to support this. But best news of all is... The future is friendly. That's right. 
Today's show is called The Future is Friendly with Reverend Michael Schoonover. God is always on the road ahead. No matter how unattractive or dangerous the road may be, it is better than the road back. The road ahead may be veiled from sight, but you must teach yourself to regard the unknown as friendly. We got that from Emmett Fox. Yes. On this episode, inspired by Emmett Fox, Daryl and Ed share how to peacefully detach from the past and confidently affirm that all is going well and that all is going to be well. Yes. During the second segment, the optimistic reverend, Unity Minister Michael Schoonover, launches us forward with today's daily word, which is faith. Ah, should we get into the breaths? Yeah, because that goes along with when we start to feel ourselves buying in to these ideas of having to compete, having to scheme, because we're worried, how's it all going to work out, forgetting that. Uh, you know, we can put our trust in God. Right. Um, and it could come when you're talking to a parent. Oh, yeah. Or when you're at work and they're giving you some training that you're sitting in and it just doesn't feel good because all of a sudden it's based on fear and lack and doubt and worry. Yeah. It could come from a good friend of yours telling yourself something. But the good news is, just like in the Bible, it says, be not conformed to the, you know, yes. be in the world, not of the, you're in the world, but not of it. Yes. This is, this is, it is okay. I, where was I? Something was going on when this came to me. It was yesterday or the day before. I think, oh, we had seen my my family and my wife's family back to back that was a double header. A double header. <laughs> yes. Because I think parents can, can easily start to uh, project fear. So when they're talking to your, you know, they're talking to us and they're seeing us as their kids or something, they're still trying to give us. Uh, warnings about what might happen, how we should act, you know, and inside I had to keep blessed because I've been all about not only do, like so for a while I was I got better at not just going along and doing all the family obligation stuff because I needed that room to breathe. It was it was my head was not. Yeah, it wasn't. But now it's like now I'm my next step is like I just want to transform this entirely so that I can be around everyone and still know who I am and still come from this loving place. And when I was at dinner, all of a sudden, oh, I think your book came up. Remember? The question came up about, oh, did he publish that book himself? Daryl has a new book, by the way. It's called uh, Break Out of Your Box. It's on Amazon. Be your be your heroic self. It's great. It shares a lot of stories about applying the same things we talk about on the show. And um, anyway, I, may, I brought it up because my mother-in-law read the whole book. We sent it to her. Yeah, she loved it. I could tell it was really stirring up her ideas about how what's possible about have about how we can redirect our mind into the flow, and that it takes work, you know, on a yeah. daily basis to do so. And then my father-in-law turned and goes, "Oh, did he? Did he? Does he have a publisher, or did he publish it himself, or something?" And so in the past, that like the because of the nature of that, it's almost like is that an important book or is it just something you know, yeah, silly? But in the, so I felt that kind of constraint. Traction inside me. Oh, that feels bad. But instead, I just took a breath and I looked out the window of the restaurant. I just told myself, God is still here. <laughs> yes. Like the me who I am is still here. The me that's around when I do the show and when I'm with Daryl is still here somewhere, even though at the moment I can't quite feel it. And then I just said, oh, the main reason he, he wrote the book is to help people and to share those stories so that they can, you know, they can benefit from it. And he just loves doing it. And actually, every time he buys, um, a box of them because you buy, yeah, you buy yeah. little orders of them. They all sell out. Yeah. And he actually said, oh, okay, good. And he just, <laughs> you know, but first he hit me yeah. with that. Uh, yes. It was a very, like, it was a, a, a 
the energy of it was like kind of like doubt and fear. Yeah. You know, so um, this is what I'm saying. We don't have to buy into that stuff. No. And sometimes in the past, I used to, used to think, oh, I'm being a bad boy for not buying into whether it's the training at work or whether it's something my mother's saying or my Or it could be new, the ideas the we news. hear in the news or a friend shares with us. Right. Something and, we read, a, a social media post that hits us. We don't have to buy it. It's not – well, I'm going to say it. Well, it's not the, a sin to not buy that's it. That's right. It is not a sin to not buy it but because this is the other part is that often people – I think because of the way they're convincing themselves about this grim reality, like there's almost like a moral high ground that you should be, af- you should be afraid yes. of this. Or, you know, and then there's other people who are like, when I'm at work, they're selling their program. We talked about this. It's a sales tactic. It's like get you afraid of something yeah. you didn't know you should be afraid of and then sell you the solution. So, yes. there's a, so they make it seem like it's like this super noble thing to, that you should be afraid of it. Yeah. But don't worry. I'm going to save you. But – all of that takes away from the fact that the future is friendly, that the actual nature of reality is love. We have to tune into that nature. We have to consciously tune into that and affirm that to be true. And that's why it's not a sin to not buy in. But sometimes we have to remind ourselves that yeah. because it feels like, oh, I'm being a bad boy if we're not going along with yes. this. Or like, what am I, some kind of trying to just obstruct this whole thing or yeah. be a rebel? How dare I bring joy into this situation? Yeah. I'm not being sympathetic. And remember, we said it a thousand times on the show, sympathetic is not the best right. uh, way to engage with somebody because it means – we're syncing up our energy, right? Yeah, our we're vib- ma- it's like in music. It's a matching. We're matching yes. our vibration with their vibration. Yes, it's the, we got to take the empathetic approach, right? Which is, I understand that feeling. Oh yeah, I've been there too, and yes, I have felt that way. Yeah. However, right. The good news is, you know, from my experience, yeah. uh, the future's friendly. That's right, and the best thing we could do for them is really see them in the That's light. That's right. Of being free of that fear, yes. And I, sometimes I for, lately I've been forgiving myself for judging them for whatever reason they have for holding on to that fear because I don't know what it is. But you know, we're gonna. Re- I think we have something from Course of Miracles which oh, says like it's either it's either love or it's a request for love. Yes. Right? If it's fear, it's a request. It may not be saying it with those words, but if someone's living in fear. The best thing we can do is step out of it yeah. and send them love. But in the meanwhile, let's take three breaths together. In the together. meanwhile, we could all do this. Yeah. So this is a good thing to remind ourselves when we're tempted. We feel almost like morally obligated to buy in. And so let's take I a better deep. feel bad too. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> some people might actually seem like they're offended that we're – they think we're – no, have you ever had this where you're just being your normal, your typical positive self, but they take it as if you're trying to convince? Why are you trying to convince me that life is good? You know, <laughs> how dare so, you? So sometimes we have to. Just, I know that feeling because when I'm in my cups, yeah. I don't want anyone to say it. But I, it's like uh, I can't. It takes a lot of energy to stay in that. I don't want to feel good right I now. Know. It actually takes more energy. <laughs> sometimes it's better with someone like that to. Sink back into, yeah. settle back into the peace within ourselves. Yes, and just bless it silently. That's what I was going to say. If yeah. like uh, most of the time when I meet people like that, two things can happen. One is I want to resist and get angry in my mind. Yeah. The other one is I want to kind of get them feeling better right away, fix them. Right. But the best approach that I could never go wrong with is like you hit on, which is 
I don't need to say anything, and in, I could though keep bringing my mind back to seeing them happy, yeah, seeing them healed, right? In my mind, because that's the most powerful prayer, right? And the most effective thing we can all do. Yeah, and it's like working with students. If a student is having a rough day, and I follow them down that pit, then I start having a it, it cre- uh, bad day. It creates this like centrifugal force that starts pulling everyone in. But if I step back and I be a model of how I want everyone else to feel, which is calm, joyful, optimistic. Yes. You know, if I model that, then it's like it's a, it's a silent modeling. Yes. But it, now everyone has a mo- – oh, that's where we want to be. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And even if they don't know it, because most of what people take from us is not our words. It's, it's like the way the we vibe. feel. It's yes, the energy, the vibration. That, the vibration we're bringing. So it's good to remember that. All right, so let's take a deep breath. Okay. <sighs> it's not a sin. To not buy in. Ah. It's not a sin to not buy in. Ah. It's It's not not a sin sin to not buy in. If anyone watches on YouTube and doesn't know why sometimes um, we say angels, it's because um, Jeff Comfort puts in the sound of angels on the podcast after we do those breaths. So that's why sometimes we pause, part of the reason why we pause afterwards, so that Jeff can plug the angels in. Yes, and so if you've never listened on the podcast, tune into the podcast because there's all sorts of extras. Yeah, right. It's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can find the podcast version of this um, yeah, but we yeah. do appreciate you tuning tune in on YouTube yes. also. So if you only knew there was a podcast, go to the YouTube channel, Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, and subscribe it and like those videos too. Share those videos. Yeah. So more people can uh, feel good and re- realize that the future is friendly because there's a lot of upheaval right now. People not sure, people about where the world is going or convinced that it's all going to end and it's a bad, like there's. So now more than ever, or not more than ever, but just like other times in history, it's really a great time to recognize that regardless of what our rational minds think, the future is friendly, that the captain yes. is on the bridge. That's what's something that we got from Emmett Fox yes. that we always remind ourselves. The captain is on the bridge. The good, the good that we seek is still seeking us. And believe it or not, the future is friendly. And something amazing is going to happen. The, the yes. history is full of times where people thought we're completely wrong about their assessment about how kind of screwed we were <laughs> about what was going to happen. You yeah. Know? So um, – Yeah, what do you got there? I got something to kick us off. And the best part is, too, this is all based on principle. Like, the stuff that we're reading, it's not true because we say it or even any of the authors that we read say it. It's true because it's principle, and when we practice it, we get to see it. It creates a a true sense of security within us because we can rely upon these principles, even when our own mind is maybe riddled with some fears, doubts, or worries. Yeah, it's not even true because Jesus said it. He was just saying these these principles mm-hmm. are in effect, and I have discovered right. that if I cooperate with them, and you can too, That's right. well, amazing things like I'm doing right now that you just witnessed, yeah. you'll be able to do as well. Yes. So follow me. And when the follow me means, 
like follow the leader. Remember that game as a kid? Yeah, yeah. And it meant copy the behavior. Right. That's what the follow me means. Right. It means do what I, do what I've done. Right. And it's easy to do, guys. Right. And uh, speaking of a great author who we've been mentioning a lot, and our guest even brought him up, Emmett Fox. And we said this before on a recent episode. Uh, Eddie Murphy, the comedian, was interviewed, I believe, in Parade magazine. It was either mm-hmm. Parade or Vanity Fair not too long ago, within this past year. And he was asked, you know, the point where the snarky little interviewer tries to, ooh, what's on your nightstand, Eddie? Okay, yeah. And he said, oh, I'm glad you asked. (laughs) He said, (laughs) the book Make Your Life Worthwhile by Emmett Fox. I'm holding it up so the people on YouTube can see it, which is still available anywhere you buy books. Right. And he said, it's a great book. I highly recommend it. And that's Emmett Fox. I mean, uh, by Eddie Murphy. So here we go. It's called The Unexpectedness of God. And I love this. Yes. I love being reminded of this. Yes. And it always seems, in my life experience, to be a fact. Yes. It's called The Unexpectedness of God. One of the most wonderful things about God, from the human point of view, is his unexpectedness. When we pray in the true spiritual manner, leaving the solution to him and desiring only that his will may be done, because we know that the will of God is always something joyous and good, Yes, we know that our prayer will be answered, but we never know just how. God answers prayer in the most unexpected way, and that is half the fun. Yes. When we pray usually seems that there is an obvious way in which the demonstration will come. And then, lo and behold, it comes in a surprising and delightful way. Sometimes it seems that there is no way, humanly speaking, in which the problem can be solved, and yet it is solved, and in some glorious and thrilling manner. God acts out of the blue, so to speak. If we would only have a quiet faith in our prayer without being tense or fussing, leaving the ways and means to him, but being confident that our demonstration will come, come it will, and the result will always be even better than we hoped. And then a Bible verse at the end is from Psalm 37, verse 4. Delight thyself also in the law, which could be translated metaphysically to delight thyself also in this law, this truth, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Yes. I love this. And you know what? This is the inspiration, folks. This very idea, this very fact um, for the title of of our show, because... Funniest thing, I mean, a lot of people think it's a comedy show, but funniest thing is the expression that I started using in 1986 when the guy turned me on to all this stuff would start encouraging me to apply it. And I was in the military and I'm applying it in everyday situations in the the military, folks. And I'd be, I'd have a problem. He'd suggest, okay, you know what to do. Turn it over. Mm. You know, know it's going to be solved in some wonderful way. A wonderful, wonderful thing's going to come of this. Right. And I just chose to buy in all the way. Yeah. With that good idea. Right. And sure enough, I'd be calling him later in the day going, funniest thing. Right. Basically saying, 
You're not going to believe it. Yeah. God resolved this in some unexpected right. way. That was amazing. Right. Dude, this is great. I have a great example of this that's happening right now. So I've talked about this on the show. Uh, so at some point, like half a year ago maybe or, or a little more, I started. I got a debt collection letter for this debt that does not belong to me. So that kind of, ah, it was like 4000 some odd dollars. So um, I kept blessing it, but it triggered like a lot of deep insecurity within me, I have to say, that about the, the nature of the world I live in, about the nature of the future, is it friendly or not, you know, and about my own worthiness, all this stuff. So you know it's all working for my highest good. So I learned at that time, you send this letter, and it was even crazier because they were, at that point it had already been put on my credit report. Before yeah. I had even heard of it. So I sent the letter, took a bit of doing to figure out where, and but it got it, eventually it just disappeared. Because the, the, I had to put faith in some people who were confident. They're like, oh, this happens, you do this, and it disappears. And it did. Then it showed up one more, another time, because so, they just sold it, like someone else bought the same. So it showed up. So I'm blessing it, and part of me is going, how many times am I going to have to? Do this, but I'm also blessing it. Like, well, it's not right. that big a deal. I just send a letter. Right. So this time it came, but they didn't put it on my credit report. They did it the way you're supposed to. They let me know as soon as they got it. So I sent the letter to them. And then this time they sent me how to go through the fraud. Because I told them it's right. identity fraud and this and that. So now they sent me back to the original AT&T people, which I couldn't even get to before. Right. No one could seem to figure, like, you know, like, I couldn't get to that part. But so at first it's like, oh, this is happening. But, but my intuitive voice told me, but look, this is now they've pointed you to the place where it will actually be resolved with the company so that yes. it won't keep coming back. So it's a huge blessing. But the other part, it still triggered some of those yes. parts of me that are like, ah, you know, oh, my God, it's, you know, I'm alone. They're going to, no, no, no. What if they do this? What if that? And so rather than normally I'm like the type. I get all the information as soon as I get the letter and I send it all out. But now I have like three weeks, right? So, because the other thing is now, remember I had talked to the police department about it and the guy was amazingly supportive. Yes. But he always say he always said, if you want me to make a case number or something, I will. But no one's taking any money from right. me. So it's, it's like technically no one's. Yeah. But he said, so this time on the affidavit thing that, AT, that I need to send to AT&T, it has a place where you can get interact with a police officer so there's one more piece which is calling the police again so that brought up the fear don't worry but and i couldn't find the i had written this information this officer gave me in a book so one thing i did i said i'm going to take a week and not act out of fear i'm going to see if i can let go of the fear first since i have the time which in the past i wouldn't do because it was so uncomfortable i wanted to panic so this time i'm using my tools to uproot or you know resolve that fear down and worry and i get these glimpses where it feels so much better because I'm actually – I see. No, I live in a friendly universe. God doesn't trick me or like yeah. – is not where even the people at AT&T are divine expressions. Yeah, yeah and the of people, course. So I, I keep affirming that. And then last night I said, you know what? Let me see if I can find where I wrote down. And it was in a weird journal. And I have like – I write in these same weird journals. They're like – I got these yeah. cheap ones that where I make my daily to-do list from, from Amazon – that are like made on recycled paper, right. and I have like so many of them. Last so I looked, I looked a couple of days ago. Last night I felt inspired. I'm just gonna do one thing and look for that. And somehow underneath a stack, of course, I opened it up. I found 
I was doing this actual I, I recommend this process to people that I hadn't done in a while and I might start doing it again. I'm going to, which is we're from Abraham Hicks. Uh, you make a T chart on a piece of paper. On one side you write satisfied, on the other side you write unsatisfied. So write down all the things in your life that you're satisfied by. And I was doing this like every day at that time. And then you write the couple things you're unsatisfied by. And then when you do that, your mind, my mind goes, wow, everything gets a perspective because yes. there's so many things yes, going yes, well. Yes, yes, And all of a sudden, so anyway, I found that journal and I go, oh yeah, I was doing this at that time. And sure enough, inside there was the, all, all the information the officer gave me, his name, his badge number. So I found another step. So now I'm going to keep blessing it and to, uh, give myself a little more time and then call him. Leave him a message or see if I can connect with him because he actually worked at AT and T as a secure in their security before becoming a police officer, and he knew how they had a history of this type of thing. It was crazy. He was the perfect person to talk to. So I found that, and now, and I'm still even today like woke up. Oh, plus I'm about to start school again. It's all this same feeling that. When I look at it, it's like, I'm alone. When Ed says start school, he means teach school again. Yeah, the folks. school year's about to start again. So that's starting Monday. Then my son's going to go back to college. There's a lot of things, quote, coming up from my brain, stirring the pot. But all that stuff is, is really all, coming from one, yes. fe- one yes. feeling of disconnection from God. Yes. Not feeling that I live in a future that is friendly, that I live and I'm so divinely supported because as I tap into that, I get this amazing, wonderful feeling that everyone's my friend because yes. I don't like living from, oh, my little thing, my little thing, because when I'm worried uh, about this thing that my uh, mom calls me, I'm not sharing generously with everyone in my right. life. I forget how powerful I am, how successful, I, you know, like, yes. and that's really the main reason why I want to shift out of fear because it feels so good to feel that flow and to share generously my gifts with other people and encourage others. Yes. It's the best feeling in the world. Yeah. There's uh, one thing before we wrap this up that all this ties into perfectly. This morning I decided, you know, every morning we do a morning routine. We highly recommend it. Yes. And it's funny, you know that tea system that you were just talking about, having your morning tea with Esther Hicks? Yeah, yeah, the... One side satisfied, one yeah. side unsatisfied. Do you know who you taught me to do that before Esther Hicks? Who? Dugan. Beautiful. I, I'm not Mike surprised. Mike Dugan would make me, he goes, okay, Daryl, calm down. Uh-huh. Let's get a sheet of paper out. And like, okay, good. I got all this. Yeah, yeah. And he would just go, what about that? And he would like remind me. Wow. Like that, that. And all of a sudden, I'm so high. Yes. Those little problems over here seem like. I couldn't even believe, number one, that I was that upset by them. Right. But most of all, they seemed like they could be resolved so effortlessly, yes. even if they were still out of my wheelhouse right. and involved other people. Right. And it worked. It worked. Uh, yeah. And the last thing is. Let me say, though, that yeah. the reason why it, it's so effective for me is because there's a little, there's like a little kid inside me yes. that doesn't know that the nature of life is yes. friendly. So when I show that little part of me. In an obvious way, like by making this T chart, it's it's kind of like Eric Butterworth said that this is not like unity is not a religion. It's like a way of seeing things. It's yes. a lens. Once I start looking at it through the lens of unity, through the lens of love, it it naturally just puts everything. It's a speck on a wall in a room. Like the whole room is beautiful, and somehow my mind has found a tiny little speck. You know, once I just 
But that spec seems really awful yeah, but when once it hits. Yeah, we do yeah. something like this and back up a little bit and see the big, beautiful picture and see how amazingly divine we are, that stuff just naturally moves along. Well, here's the thing, folks. I accidentally read this this morning in my in this Course in Miracles book. Yes. Like, I'll just get a hunch, grab this book, and add it. Right. And it basically said, let me recognize my problems have been solved. Yes. And it's saying, once you realize that there is only the salvation, which means the solution right. to all our problems— Depends on recognizing this one problem and understanding that it has been solved. One problem, one solution. And the one problem is the idea that we think we're separate from God. Yes. And that's our only problem. And the good news is that problem's been solved. Yes. And he goes on to say that, you know, there, there are many forms of these different problems, but it's always just the same problem. Yes. And now let the peace that your acceptance brings be given you once you realize that problem's been solved. Wow. And that's when Mike Dugan would help me early, early on as a newcomer to this. Right. When I'd get fearful about finance, he'd go, Daryl, money's not your problem. That's right. And for some reason I knew him, he'd go, peace of mind. Yes. That's it. And you have peace, it's synonymous with prosperity. Health issues are not my problem. Yes. The problem is not realizing that peace of mind. I'm already with God. And when the peace of mind is restored, right. the health is restored. Right. And like you were saying, taking this week to get your mind rooted again in knowing the great fact. The solution has been solved. I'm not disconnected. It's not me against the world. That's right. I'm not going to be overwhelmed by all these seeming problems of that I've yes. put in the place right. to prove that I'm separate. Right. But that problem's been solved. We're never separate from God. Yeah, and from that vantage point, it really, in this moment, is easy to see that there are actually just opportunities to express my divinity amongst whoever I'm talking to at work, with AT&T, with the police officers. We're, God is at work in an amazing way. That's, it's I'm such just a, read a great this. relief. Yeah, read it. I am under, before we go, I am under no laws but God's, and this sums the whole thing up. Here's the perfect statement of my freedom. I am under no laws but God's, and we just read in Emmett Fox, and over and over we say it, that God's laws of love, harmony, joy, generosity. Right. I am constantly tempted, though, to make up other laws and give them power over me. Yes. I'm all alone. What next? You know, I suffer only because of my belief in them. They have no real effect on me at all. I am perfectly free of the effects of all laws save God's, and his are the laws of freedom. Right. My perception of this shows me I believe in laws that do not exist. I see only the laws of God at work in this. Let me allow God's laws to work in this and not my own. Amen. All right. Coming up next, today's guest, the optimistic reverend, community minister, Michael Schoonover, launches us forward with today's daily word, which is faith. Thank you for listening to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed.
We now return to the funniest thing. Here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. The future is friendly, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my goodness. Thank heavens. And we have a wonderful guest coming up, Reverend Michael Schoonover. Yeah, we're going to just do a, thank a couple people, read a couple th- uh, short readings, yes. and then bring Michael in. So we just had to, oh, man, talking to Michael, I can already tell. I'm so excited. I'm so happy we were connected. Uh, so if you want to receive one of these inspired emails from Sue Hodgson, S. Hodgson, that's H-O-D-G-S-O-N. Uh, 31 at gmail.com. We get it every day. It's amazing. To quote that she sent us today was from Mary Cupferly from Trust in the Goodness of God. It says, There is a certain dynamite activity in knowing. I love that. That nothing can stand in the way of the good which we desire deep within our hearts. Nothing can possibly obliterate that goodness we desire when we know absolutely and completely that there is within us an inherent spiritual dynamite thought and feeling that all things are not only possible with good with God, but they are also inevitable. They're inevitable. That is perfect for this And uh, our good episode. friend, Reverend uh, Chris Chenoweth, Yes. We got his book recently. We recommend it to you also. It is called, what is this thing called? Day by Day, a 52-week spiritual growth system. If you go to positivechristianity.org, you can get his newsletter. We get his email every day. Yeah, it's very positive. He's an amazing minister. Oh, I sent it to, I sent a little uh, portion of it to someone this morning. Oh, wonderful. And they immediately responded, where do you get this? And I, I said, I told them, Chris Chenoweth, you know, he's a fr- we became friends with him. And yeah. we, we talk about him a lot on the show. And they said, Can, is it an email? Is it a book? And I said, don't worry, I'll show you how to sign up later. So it Brilliant. has that much of a f- positive effect on mm. people if you just even send them a little portion of it. Yeah, and this all, like people who n- really catch the spirit of what these teachings are. It has that effect. We call it the medicine. Books yes. that you can read one paragraph. And all of a sudden, wow. Oh, my God. I, that's why, man, I'm so hyped to have Reverend Michael on today. Um, so this is what Chenoweth said in this book on page 83. He said, how can you make each day an extraordinary day? By carrying this thought with you all through the day. I go to meet my good. Any ordinary day can be turned into an extraordinary day by expecting in advance good from God. Are you on your way to a meeting? Remind yourself, I go to meet my good. Are you on your way to work? Remind yourself, I go to meet my good. Each day, give yourself the gift of this new thought about your work and your day ahead. I got to tell you, when I take that approach, and I've talked about it many times on the show, I have these IEP meetings, these annual meetings with teachers, families, people for, for the kids that I work with. It's so different. And it might even just be the fact that I'm the only one in the Zoom or in the room that actually is happy to see that parent, that even if they have an issue or something. Well, I you make that intention. You always yeah, that's what make I mean. that I, intention. I, I, I yes. practice this. I yes. go to meet my good because then I don't take it personal. They can have any. That's what we're there for, to work that stuff out. It's not about me. And that goes for everything, whether you're buying a car, whether I'm calling yeah. the police officer. Yeah. I When I do it this way, I remember this is a, a man or a woman who's had a full day that's doing it. It's not just about me, me, me. It's about me yeah. blessing them and then seeing if there's something they can do, they will. Yeah, whether you're going to the VA, wherever it is. And, yeah, and you feel so good. I feel so good and we feel so good. And yes. I've learned a lot about it from this man across the table is because I also know that if it doesn't come through this channel – 
God's not abandoning me. There's yes. another channel. Yes, yes. That's, and it'll come unexpectedly. So in that yes. way, we're already rich. Like when I walked yes. into that like $3,000 clothing store with my wife and son that was near the coffee shop, I walked in and I was kind and loving to everyone. But all of a sudden, I felt like I was a big shot just because I was being myself because I yes. wasn't intimidated by the space. So it was amazing. And I ended up at this record store I recommend, Super Vinyl Records in Hollywood. We talked to this guy who owns this store. That's why I was wearing this hat today. He's so kind. He showed us all the records, all the record players. Later, I find out that he's the, he was the, the, the founder of Lucky Brand Jeans that they sold for like $225 million, him and his partner. But he was truly prosperous because he, he was, was so generous happy of spirit. And he was doing yes. what he loved. And, yeah. he was so ge- and he was literally taking his time to talk to my wife and son and his girlfriend. It was amazing. All right. Let's take the time to thank our listeners. That's right. If you want to send us something, you can actually send us snail mail, which everyone loves to receive. We love it. Yeah. And that's at Funniest Thing, P.O. Box 1312, Culver City, California, 90232. Mm-hmm. And we also, you can send us emails at uh, through our website, which is com. Or if you're on Patreon, you could send us a message, Facebook, or even YouTube. If you yeah. comment... We'll get it. Yeah, so please subscribe to the YouTube. If you like, if you're on Facebook, you can go to the t- the p- everything we do ends up there as well. Um, all right, let's just read a couple of letters from our mailbag. Barbara Weatherman, she's in Florida, said, "Oh my God, what a joyous experience this was." She was talking about the episode with uh, "We're All Trust Fund Kids" with Stephen Tom Thorpe. Yes. Inspiration mixed with laughter, love, and fun—all caps. Stephen was amazing. Please have him on again. What a great guy! Love you all, Barbara. By the way, I'm originally from New Brunswick, New Jersey. Exit nine on the turnpike, as we all identify ourselves by our exits. LOL. Yes. You, you know what that is? I'm 153A. Yes. Oh, nice. So a tough New Jersey gal now in Florida. Anyway, love the show. Love Indy too. Um, also, Vicky Carolan, who's in Canada, said thank you for sharing this. And that was the reel that we made from John yes. Strickland. Vonnie Wayne um, said, Stephen Tom Thorpe, I'm glad you were here today. Thanks for being so real with Daryl. The day he asked about your job, it led to this amazing discussion, which just made my day. Wow. Jeff Spikes watched that reel we made about. Uh, so if you go on our Instagram, too, at Daryl and Ed. Or on our Facebook, even you'll see these reels we've been making, and uh, Indy over here at Chobo Studios and at Pod Shuttle has been helping us with. Yes. And Jeff Spike said the intensity. This is gripping dialogue. Stephen, beautiful share. Listen to this. Sharon oh. and Mike Favor said, "I love my son-in-law. Daryl is the best. Ed is pretty special too." Wow, that's from a mother-in-law, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So you know this stuff is working. I know. And then Kathy, <laughs> then our friend Minister Unity Minister from Unity of Santa Barbara said, "I love." Love this regarding living on a prayer with John Strickland, an episode we did recently. And speaking of her, she is who recommended our guest today. Okay, so hold just a second. Let's give a shout out to the prayer line. If you really want to remember that the future is friendly, the Silent Unity, aka the prayer line, is such a great tool. Daryl and I use it. Yes, we do. The number is eight six six the eight hundred. Excuse me, eight hundred six six nine seven seven two nine, or eight hundred now pray. They also have an app, the letter U, the word pray. You can type in your prayers. But there's this affirmative way of looking at things and praying. Even if I'm having trouble, if I hear someone else praying from that awareness that the future is friendly, it helps me slide into that lane yeah. of awareness. And it's an ama- it's been around since the 1890s, I believe. Yeah, and even the willingness to make the call, even if you're a tough guy. Yeah. There's something about 
the humility in that going to make the call yeah. and the courage it takes right. to do so right. that is already affirming right. the the solution. It's all I'm I'm already acting on a belief yeah. that I don't believe I have at the right. moment. It's incredible. And then once they get on the phone, right. And and they always share in an in an affirmative manner. Right. And afterwards just ah oh. And I'll tell you, they do it for 30 days, and things will change. It really is. Like Kenneth Gray once said, it's like putting love back on the throne of our consciousness. Yes. So, like, somehow through our life, my life, I inadvertently let fear sit on that throne. Yes. And it's telling me all this stuff. It's not true, but it's our imagination and our word and our thoughts are powerful in the in the, that they affect our yes. experience. So I experienced it as real for so long, but doing something like calling Silent Unity at 800-669-7729 really helps me put cuz love's already there. Yes. It's just like fear just standing in front of it going, "No, there's no one here. There's no love here. It's just me." Uh, so call Silent Unity. Okay, so now our guest. First time I heard of from our, about our guest was from a uh, reverend and former guest Minister from San Diego. His name is Ken. Uh, Unity. He's from Unity of the Trails. His name is Reverend Ken Fendrick. He's going to be coming on. He's actually going to be in the studio in a couple in a few weeks here. Um, so Ken Fendrick said, "You got to get Michael. This guy loves because he heard me talking and he heard us sharing and he said he loves all the old time Unity stuff like you do." <laughs> and I love when people say that because. It's like, okay, he's like a wizard. You know, like, because it's not just loving the old stuff for the sake of loving the old stuff. Antiquated or outdated. It's like, there's a spirit there, and it's very real. So he says this. So I already have Reverend Michael's uh, Schoonover's, uh, I think it's called the uh, Unity Way. We'll talk to him in just a second. And then we had Kathy Norman on the show from Unity of Santa Barbara. She sends us an email. This is literally like a couple days later. And she says, here's two guests that you should have on the show. One was her mother. One was her mother who was coming on next week. Yes. And the other one was Michael Schoonover. So in two days, a man I had never heard of before is being recommended highly by two different people. Both of them are making sure we have the contact info. So we reached out. And we got an amazing, friendly email back in return. So let's welcome him onto the show. How are you today, Reverend Michael Schoonover? I am fantastic, and I just want to say thank you for all that you guys do and the vibration that you radiate, because it really does. uh, You're sending out the light of the world, which we are, and we really need this. The collective consciousness needs to have the positivity. So I know you'll have an answer for this one. for one, we like to ask our guests straight away, especially professionals like yourself. You've been sitting there. You've been listening. I want to hear your thoughts. And I also want to make sure we get to why are you one of the people who loves the old-timey unity stuff? Um, so let's hear some of you, your thoughts. You know, what really drew me to unity uh, is because I, uh, I was raised Catholic and then raised uh, Protestant. I was a Calvinist. And when I was exposed to Unity, I couldn't understand through the Daily Word or even the new ma- the Unity magazines. I, I just couldn't quite understand. It was missing something because they're saying all's good, all's good. So what I actually what I did is I went on eBay and I started collecting old uh, cassette tapes from old Unity ministers, mm. and then also started collecting old Unity magazines or Daily Words. And through that process, I found the word metaphysics, and that was the missing key 
because we see the world differently. And that's really what, and when I started discovering these older materials, there's a vibration that lives in those words. So even though the, you know, Lessons in Truth was, you know, codified, you know, in the late 1800s, Emily Cady lives in that text. Mm. And, and, and I just got, once you, it's, once you've uh, tasted truth, because real truth is timeless. Yes, yes, yes. It's 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 ages. Just like I also do a lot of study in history. You know, in the ancient, in the Egyptian Book of the Dead, you know what the name for God is? No. I am that I am. Mm. Wow. So we're we're dealing with the same understanding, but yes. put in different words and different understandings. So that's kind of how I got started with unity, and it just and at first too, because I I went to a Protestant uh, college, and they really taught that science was trying to rub God out. And, and so science and evolution, oh, bad, bad, bad. And so Fillmore kept saying, you know, God and science are all together. And I'm yes. like, whoa, who is this man? So actually, I'll be honest with you. When I first started reading Charles Fillmore, I was going to read him to prove him wrong. Mm. Because I said, this is a bunch of, you know what, I've had Catholicism, I've had Calvinism, I've had all these doctrines and dogmas. But what I realized, he was really right. Mm. Uh, once you've tasted oneness or the absolute I call it, the old teachers call it the fourth dimension. Once you've tasted the fourth dimension, that opens a porthole in your consciousness, and then you can go to all the other mansions in the Father's house. Most of the world we know lives in a third dimensional world where outside effects they believe are causative, and if things outside of them are negative, that means they have to be negative. Right. And, and I believe in my own journey, living in a third dimensional world, there's nothing wrong with it, but it's not causative. Uh, it causes, to me, I believe, depression. Yes. And I suffered wow. from a lot of depression. And when I was growing up, because I went to Catholic school and stuff, I was always told by the nuns, oh, you're too sensitive, Michael. Mm-hmm. But what I would say now as a mature kind of a true student, that's a psychic sensitivity. Yes. What I need to dial it into a higher vibration. Yes. We all have that psychic energy, and it's not negative unless we want to drop the knob the wrong way. We need to drop it the other way. So actually, that's a gift, especially, too, when you do meditation, because it changes the vibration of our central nervous system. Wow. You know, you said something else before we got on the air Mm -hmm. that I'd uh, love to touch upon again. And you said it perfectly about some of these books, because I felt the exact same way. And you described it perfectly. I know you'll remember what you said. If you didn't, I'll try to remember. But how you said it, that is. When, like, I had no idea what I was in for. I grew up with nothing but anxiety. I mean, I had so much anxiety because of how things went when I was young and how, you know, my father was doing his best trying to raise me and my brother by himself. And then all these unexpected negative things Mm -hmm. happened, you know, terrible things, you know, deaths and tragedies and whatnot. So it made me very anxious. It made me very untrusting. And it turned me into a flincher. Anytime something moved, I was always a flincher. You know, I was always flinching. And and it was because I was hypersensitive on top of it all that it just was overwhelming. But like you said, when I met the right person at the right time, even though my mind said, this seems like BS, like this God stuff. Are you for real? And the guy, like, is that because I need serious help? You know what I mean? 
God is nice for little old ladies or guys like you who are knocking on death's door. You know, he was only 40 at the time, but when you're 23, that looks like you're someone's grandfather. Like now I'm 20 years older than he was. But anyway, the the bottom line is this. He said here, and he gave me an Emmett Fox book. And it was uh, one of the easy ones, the easy to digest ones, uh, around a year with Emmett Fox and Power Through Constructive Thinking. Very short Two-page, yeah. three-page, yeah. maximum an eight-page reading, right? Right. So he said, can you read two pages a night? And I'm so glad he set the bar low because I said, yeah, I could read two pages a night. Right. The moment I read that book, and you said it best, my interpretation was as soon as I read it, it was like, holy cow. What he was saying, I already knew inside it felt like yeah. there was no, no red flags, no alarms. like... Holy shit! This makes perfect sense. Right. This is I. This is I believe this before I like I'm reading it and I'm like, yeah, I already believe this way. Right. I don't know how, but I could not. And you said it earlier. How did you describe it when you first read these things? You cannot not believe them to be true. You can't. And I think that what I get out of it now, as I look back, it's the idea of oneness. It's yes. the idea of our divinity within us. We've been It's been taught out of us or we've fallen asleep to our divinity. So we are so much immersed in a world of duality. Yes. And the thing is, with duality, it's not a problem. As long as we know it, we're just dealing with what we're dealing with. And and so that's the it's the pureness. And that's why the older teachers, just like you were reading Mary Cupferly. I mean, that woman's pure dynamite. Yes. Pure dynamite. And she did some wonderful devotions in Daily Word, and they codified them through the years. How to Let God Help You. There's a whole bunch. No, that's Myrtle's book. But she's done through the years. Her stuff are treatments. She's, yes. You need to go deep within your own self and find your faith. Yeah. Because, see, I really believe there's only faith and negative faith. Uh, you know, I don't believe there's a love. I don't believe there's really an opposite. I mean, it appears to be an opposite, but actually it's just in a negative way. Yes. And because we live in a third dimensional world and we're taught all things are all bad, you know, Jesus is coming. What I love is uh, you read the book of Revelations. Of course, they don't believe in psychics or crystal balls, but all of our lovely brothers of fundamentalism, they always see it as a foretelling the future. And, and really, if you read the very first book, uh, the very first chapter of Revelations, the first verse, it says these are things to happen soon. We're thousands of years on the other time of soon. Right. That, that's a deep metaphysical uh, uh, understanding of really actually Revelations is the Christ and the ego and us going through a, going through a, a dance is really what it is. Wow. Dude, this is good stuff. This is very good stuff. Kind of has, and, yeah. And I think, I think too, one of the things is the divinity within us. We come in fully loaded. We just fall asleep to yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And it's trained out of us. I remember yes. being in Catholic school, and one of the teachers was Rizzo. And I remember raising my hand because Rizzo said, "Man is basically not evil. Man is basically good." And I, I had, I had this like, "Oh my gosh, this make it naturally makes yes. sense." Yes, yes. I, remember, I said, "Oh, no, I think this makes sense." And they're all, oh, "No, Michael, no," because of the talking snake and an angry God. See, my God needed more meds because right. he's always upset with me because I was a sinner and all right. that other bunch yeah. of. It, which is this, it's really that if you metaphysically look at the story of Garden of Eden, it's a fabulous story because. Fillmore would say we never leave the Garden of Eden. Right. right. We're always, the snake doesn't say it's the devil. Right. 
the snake represents outside sensation. Uh, so, and it, really, it's our divinity that allows us even to have sensation. What we call ourself is really God. Right. And energy does not lie. As you know, energy does not lie. Yes. Words can lie, or we can try to dance and trade. Yes. Energy never lies. Uh-huh. And that's what I love about metaphysics. And I love it, too, because once you've been exposed to metaphysics, uh, your life is almost like the door which closes where you came in. You can pretend you don't remember. You can pretend to go back to your duality. But you know you're for you're, it's like being born again with Nicodemus. You're forever changed. Yeah. I can't believe you said that. This morning, I was I had a great morning with my morning readings. I was like, you know, on the mountaintop feeling high. Right. Then I started to fall, I don't know, fall asleep again yeah. in my brain. Uh-huh. And I and I remember this thought came to my mind, Michael, and you're touching on it big time. Nice. I had just had to remind myself, Daryl, you're the type who is either all in or you're all out. Yes. You amen. can't dance in between. Right. Either you're all in and you get back in with things are going to work out, everything's in divine order, or you're a mess. And I'm so great. I get the chills. Part of me, there's this little, the small me goes, yeah, I wish I could just be, you know, floating around like these other people. And then, then, then I wish I wasn't all in or all out. But that's just the small me yeah. who's trying to say that this wonderful truth about me right. is a blessing. Right. Because like you, when I'm all in, because I'm so sensitive, I am high as a kite. Right. Nothing seems yes. to bother me. And I'm happy for others. And I don't feel threatened. And right. I'm looking forward to bright skies but when I just try to dance halfway in and half out with what, you know, other people seem to be able to do with impunity, and that's not saying they're wrong. I'm actually, they're able to do it. I'm not. So either I'm anesthetizing myself or having suicidal ideologies, or I'm in this all the way. And it's a blessing. Absolutely. And it's a blessing. And that's why it's a blessing to meet people like you. Yes. Because. It does. It takes effort, though, on a daily basis. Right. But the more people I have in my life that are like you, yeah. that remind me, like Ed, and like, and you start attracting them. I don't want people to think, "Oh no, how am I going to meet a Michael Schoonover? How am I going to meet a guy like Ed or Daryl?" Or folks, when you start buying into this, yes. and you really start believing it's possible, that's all it takes—a willingness to believe it is right. possible. These people will start walking into your life just like how we met Michael, just like how I met him. Oh, 100%. They will be attracted into your yes. in, into your circumstances 100%. through your everyday existence and it'll be a you'll be a connection there. Right. Right. Absolutely. And, and they'll be happy to talk to you because I'm sure Michael recognizes this, but we talk about this on the show. One of the things this is how we know people are practicing the stuff the way we are. Because they light up when I hear someone else share about this fourth dimensional living yes. or the funniest little thing. It might just be a funny little thing that happened in a coffee shop that might seem insignificant to someone else. But it's the feeling of knowing that divine connection yes. and that spark that makes you say funniest thing. And once you start feeling it, like you said, I'm the same way. I'm either It's either all in. That's what I mean. Yes. When I was trying to check myself into a mental hospital like – 
12 or 13, 14, 15 years ago, you know, I just, they just told me I was anxiety, you know, a panic is what they told me. And so it was like a good step in my healing journey. But it was because when I was like 18, I started learning some of these things from a psychologist, actually. That's why I mm-hmm. love Carl Rogers, because this, this guy was a student of Carl Rogers, and he taught me some of these things. But then I went on, and I wasn't practicing, and I didn't have the – so I was one foot in, and I was going crazy. And at that point in my life, I realized I have to be all in on this stuff. I don't know how. I felt so disconnected, but it led me to you. It led me to you giving me these readings. You know, it's, It led me now to Michael. Yes. And it's, it's just it just keeps open. It might feel like – it's like the moment where you think we're furthest away. It's really at that moment the door is just ready to open. Yes. And, and when it opens, we could, the floodgates open and the good comes flying. And it's so good to meet other people, like you said, who are like us. I almost said that to you the other day. I almost reminded you. You know, we're a lot like that Emmett Fox reading where the guy comes to him and says, like, I wish I wasn't so sensitive. Yeah. There's a violinist or something yes, that played yes. at Carnegie Hall. And, and he goes, yeah, if you, were, if you weren't this sensitive, you wouldn't be at Carnegie Hall. That's exactly right. You yeah. know, one last thing. I love that you brought up the fourth dimension of reality, this fourth dimension we enter. Because believe it or not, um, one of the founders, and then both of them became of Alcoholics Anonymous, right. was mm-hmm. a student of Emmett Fox. And yes. in the, uh, yeah, and, and in the, and he was also, they were also fans of Unity too. Mm-hmm. The, right. In the big book of Alcohol, Alcoholics Anonymous, which is the basic textbook for alcoholics, right. which right. all these 12 step groups use right, right. as the basis, as the inspiration for their move, for their groups and their healing practice. In there twice, they talk about being catapulted into the fourth dimension of existence. Yes. And in other states, it says, we have now enter- entered the fourth dimension of reality, of existence. Yes. And he's talking about, and you, I love the way you clarified it, because that's what it really is. When we tune in, and when I'm in it, everything, it's like... What was I even afraid that's of? Right. What was I even upset about an hour ago? Right. You know? And that's a good news because once you taste it, like you said, once you get in there and once you've become aware of it, well, you may drift out, your mood may go south, you know, and then you just may be tired, hungry, or whatever, and you could treat that physically. But the best news is once you've been there, it's easy. You know you're going to go right back into it. Right. You've not been thrown out. Like you said, the Garden of Eden forever. It's actually, once you've woke up in this fourth dimension, which is the Garden of Eden, Right. well, then you could just come out of your dream again much easier than prior to where you didn't even believe it existed. Right. That's right. And in many ways, the dream is a nightmare. Yes, it is. Yes. Because I I felt I I was a victim and a martyr. I was all that stuff. Yes. but unity, see, unity teaches or truth teaches accurate thinking. That's why we're always talking about divine ideas, our feelings, and the images, because together we become accurate thinkers. Yes. And if we think accurately, it sh- each thought carries a vibration which goes into our aura, which becomes our field of attraction. Just like you were saying, you will attract people of like minded. Yes. You will find connection where you never, and it, it's magical. 
it's just magical the way it happens once you really but it's like a practice that's why i always yes. talk about you have to have a practice you can't do it every two years and think you're going to have right a renaissance in your consciousness it just doesn't work like that no we're hey you're you're talking you're pre, you're yeah, preaching we, to the choir we always recommend the daily routine to our listeners and yeah. viewers and uh, you know the thing i got to share that's really exciting for me listening to you both of you share is and i think this is good for all of us to hear is see because when i was i had been convinced that i couldn't know certain things i couldn't know my divinity that it was like sinful maybe or mm -hmm. not possible to know my divinity to know this fourth dimensional reality that that was reserved for this yeah. type of person i have if it was so painful at that time because i'm like I'm like someone who prefers like a good Disney movie or some yes. crazy epic movie that talks about our her you know our divinity. And no matter how it's I like, I relate more to that than yeah, like some too. drama or something that leaves me feeling crappy. I mm -hmm. like things that wake me up. So when I was told, "Wait, you can't be," or when I got the message, I couldn't be my divine self. Well, it's taught as being sacrilegious, right? How dare you totally. think you can know God? And it's in it happens in psychology as an educator, like. There's all this fear about we need the data. We need – and it's like I am so tuned to my into, – into, I've been doing it a long time, 25 years. I was born to do it. And thanks to this stuff, talking to you, reading this stuff, talk, listening to people, my intuition is spot on. I can meet a kid in two seconds and know exactly what we need to do and how to do it. I don't need – pages of data i'm yeah. not afraid and i can know that but in that belief system it's like you can't know that you need to do all this before you can know it. by the time they do all that it's too late no the kid's gone and yeah the so whole thing is... i bless it you know forgive them they don't know what they do and then i just dummy down enough to to just do what i know needs to be done and then later everyone goes wow this is amazing yeah how did you do that the parents yeah. i have lifelong relationships That's with true. the kids the, the, the same people who are worried about the data, they're going to go and forget about it two seconds later. That's right. But the key is this stuff works. We can know. We have this dynamic. That's why I love these old writers, these old teachers, this certain spirit. Yeah. Because it says not only can you, it's your, it's your duty. It's, it's the only way you can possibly function in the same way is to unlock that power within you and let it out and share it and let it open the doors for you. There are no closed doors when we live this way. Um, there are... I wanted to – there was a question I had for Michael, but did you have something you wanted to No, share? no. I'm actually excited. I'm, I mean, I'm content. Yeah. I, the word I was told – I was told I was a heretic. Yes. And actually, I like that word now because yeah. I ask questions, you know? Right. And I'm not afraid to have – you know, when I first came to Unity, coming from such a traditional background, and I was Calvinist. Yeah. And Calvinists were much more literal, literal and unflexible than even Baptists. Right. They, everything's literal, which is fine. That's where their souls are. Uh, but I realize that's a good thing because I want to be able to ask questions. Yeah, that's why I love about truth. Truth, and, and this is like Emily Katie says: you can't put new wine in old wineskins. Right. And see, I tried to put new wine in old wineskins, and I had a lot of. I suffered from depression, and I was a media yeah. reader. I'm dyslexic. I had all these things that I had to deal with until I kind of woke up and then I realized actually now I call my dyslexia a blessing because yeah. actually I'm wired a little bit differently right than, quote and then I'm left-handed which makes it even worse they yeah. said 
So when I found out I was dyslexic, I went to the eye doctor and I said, well, give me some glasses. He's Michael, glasses aren't gonna fix it. It's the way you're wired. I'm like, oh, it's original sin. It's ridiculous. Yeah, right. It's original divinity. But actually it's a gift. Anything yes. that's native, I always flip it to a gift. Yes. And if you and and that brings and actually I realize that's part of our greatest blessings. The things that I've struggled with so hard. Because I used to have terrible anxiety taking tests. Right. And oh. I go blank. I couldn't Me I couldn't too. remember Same. anything. Same. Yeah. And and again, it's that psychic sensitivity. It's just that I didn't know what it was. And then but now that I'm older, I'd realize we all have that. That's like our guidance system. Right. And it's in our solar plexus. And when we feel that, we need to honor it. Right. Energy does not lie. If we feel something yeah. screwy, then we need to act upon it. Yes. You know, I mean that's part of spirit in that we're on an adventure. Yes. Is an adventure and everything works for our good if we use it yeah. and use it in the unity model. Right. Yeah, that. and we we have to wake up to this divinity in order to see properly what even needs to be done. That's yes. what Absolutely. and uh, you know, Wayne Dyer, I heard him say this, which was the opposite of depression is expression. And so like mm-hmm. when I used to I used to be very depressed too. I wanted to sleep yes. all the time because it's like if well if I can't wake up to my divinity, I'm just gonna go to bed. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. no but once you learn, like, no, and that's why I love these old teachers, too, because enlightenment is in this moment, you know, am I letting the light come through? Am I feeling yes. lighter than I was moments ago? Like, this isn't something that's just saved for one person to 2,000 years ago, or maybe, like, if you're lucky, this lifetime. No, this is something we can practice and intentionally do and wake up to and align with and cooperate with. And until we do... It's, we're not really seeing what's really going on. This is so good. I love Michael because I'm just like you. Yes. I loved what you said because the anxiety I would feel, I mistakenly, I, I was so anxious. I mean, my hands would go cold uh-huh, and sweaty in school. So would mine. I get the yeah. Uh, yeah. And the problem was the tragedy of it all, and I'm sure other people will identify because you said the to look at it as a gift and it's oh such a relief that feels so wonderful yes but the tragedy of the time was and i think this is how ed helps kids because he helps them not have to feel this tragic state that i believe you might have felt that i know i did I definitely when did. i would feel that way i would feel oh shit Number one, I'm the only one like this. Right. That was the first killing thought. Yep. That was the first death nail. Then came, I felt ashamed about it. Right. And embarrassed. Right. And I felt like I'm no, I'm not, I'm not good. I'm not good enough as these other kids in the room as is. Yes. And now I have to mask it and pretend it's not there. Yes. And eventually it led to just anesthetizing it with booze or whatever I could get my hands on. But what I was doing was I was running away from myself. I always felt like a fraud and I thought it it was because I was a fraud. Right. But I felt like a fraud because I was abandoning myself. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's why I love now what you shared is see these things. They're a gift. If you're sensitive like us. 100%. 
Start seeing it as a gift. Yeah. Start on, start honoring it instead of feeling like it's something to be ashamed right. of. Right, 100%. And it, is, man. It, is, it is a gift. And what you realize is you're, you are your own self-healer. Yes. See, if you can't yes. heal yourself, you can't really be advantage to anyone else. Right. When you heal yourself and you change your vibration and yes. you affirm these teachings, you give out an energy, an aura that – it uplifts. It yeah. really changes everything in your circumstances. Yes. Even if it's something you don't want to go through. Yes. yes. It, it changes. It just, it's, it's, it's like magical. That's why Jesus said, really, the kingdom of heaven is the fourth dimension. That's what Fillmore taught, too. And he said, be in the world, but not of it. Yes. I know what's going on, but that doesn't mean I have to, you know, uh, cry in front of the TV. I mean, yeah. I know what's going on, but I have the good yes and even in the darkest whatever i know there's a blessing there's yeah. a blessing because you know darkness in hebrew really means the womb it's the womb of creation right See, in western civilization we think of light and dark light is good dark is bad that's not true right it's all the one light it's all that one substance is just at a different frequency yeah, yeah so. i just read that in kathy g norman's book sermon on the molehill about that that sacred <laughs> sacred darkness so I'm glad yeah. that you're bringing this that is, up. You know, this is perk because we're coming to the close of our show, and you just reinforced our three breaths with, which is, you know, be of this world and not of it. It's not a sin to not buy That's in, right. folks. Yeah, because my, I used to get in trouble because what was obvious to me was offensive to maybe the teacher or my mom. I would just say what I saw because I was just, I think, like, you're, I just read everything so energetically. I was always big picture to small picture. Like I catch the whole glimpse of it and I see my students. So I'd get yelled at so or whatever, people yeah. called whatever. So I thought it was something like we talked about. I, I have to had to undo the belief and really I mean we're just getting started. I'm just learning how to let it out even more. This isn't even yes. half of what I got inside the tank. It's like we're just getting started, man. So um how about we get to the daily word? Because we oh do, shoot, we, I almost forgot. Yeah, yeah. wow. We're I, would, I would love to read it. Yes, okay, and then the daily word for today is faith. The affirmation is: I stand fast in faith and expect the best. Mm -hmm. When I am facing a challenge, my faith reminds me to turn my focus away from the problem and hold a vision of the best outcome. My faith in divine order and in the power of God within gives me the strength I need to face a challenging situation and to remain calm and expectant of good. I have the power to choose my path and my actions. I keep my faith strong as I pray and listen to my inner guidance. My positive energy calms my emotions and keeps my heart peaceful and my outlook high. With faith and trust, I affirm the good I want to experience is on its way to me. Yes. As I hold a vision of my desired outcome, I think and act as though the good is already mine. Mm -hmm. And the reading or the scriptures from the New Testament, Romans chapter 1, verse 17, it's Paul's writing, and it's, For in it... The righteousness of God is revealed through faith for faith, as it is written. The one who is righteous will live by faith. And the affirmation is, I stand fast in faith and expect the best. Ah. Amen. Amen. You no, know, amen. And I was thinking it's a good thing to remember, like, 
you don't have to necessarily picture the whole outcome lately for me what i'm going through now is like this anxiety is coming up about things i'm like for one i've, I've been affirming great this is an opportunity for god to show me how wrong that idea is and like heal that belief in me yes. by releasing and two the my i can imagine how i want to feel how i'm going to feel when i, I yes. confident like because that's more believable sometimes yes. that my mind is going to, I can't wait till my mind shifts into this faithful fourth dimensional awareness and how good that feels. That's something I yes. can believe in because I know once I'm feeling that, everything well, that's else the takes one, care of Yeah, itself. that's the one thing that resolves everything. Yeah. That's pure Neville right there. Yes. You live from the consciousness. And he talks about the fourth dimension. Too. Yes. You live from the consciousness that it's already done, yes. and then you feel it to be real, yes. and that's what really solidifies the image. Yes, and the, and the, and we whatever we eventually image in our third eye, eventually will somehow become our experience, right. whether positive or that's negative. Right. And that's Neville Goddard. He's referring, Mr. Uh, Michael's referring to. There's a great revolution. It's called the Reality Revolution podcast. We've been listening to, and the, yes, he yes. frequently reads from Neville Goddard. So I recommend that. Um, I know we asked you, did you have a joke for us for today? Oh, do I have a joke for you? I pulled one off my minister's joke page. All nice. right. <laughs> this is a man, and he went to go get his fortune read by a clairvoyant. Mm -hmm. And so this man talks to uh, this clairvoyant reader, and uh, this man says, I can see you are the father of three, three children. Uh, the uh, man said, no, 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 smugly. Uh, no, no, I have four kids, not three. And the reader, clairvoyant, responded, that's what you think. Oh! <laughs> and, you know, I just want to say each one of us are clairvoyant. Each one of us, there's, there's a chapter in Teach Us to Pray where uh, he talks about clairvoyancy and telepathy. We really have six cents. And the, it's the awakening, the truth that opens up that sixth sense and yeah. directs it yeah. properly. So uh, we don't need to go to a medium. We're all, we can meditate and find our own answers. Yes. That's correct. You, um, so let everyone know, Reverend Michael Schoonover, let everyone know where they can find you, follow you. Yes. Or visit, uh, or visit your church. Yeah, I'm uh, at Unity Way uh, Church, and it's in Vista, California. You can find us at unityway.com. We also have a, uh, a YouTube page, unityway.com, uh, too. You can find me on YouTube. I do my lessons there. You know, we're, we, we're actually the oldest church actually in uh, San Diego County. And actually, it's so interesting because Eric Butterworth's uh, brother used to attend this church, and so did his sister. Wow. Eric Butterworth, Eric had a huge family because his mother used to be a minister up in Hermosa wow. Beach in Compton. But they moved down here, and so this church has a real interesting energy. And what's interesting about our church here is that when it was it's in the mission style because of San Luis Rey, before they opened the church and they had the newspapers came, the, the monks over at San Luis Rey came over and blessed the property. Wow. Oh, wow. Now, is, is that not spiritual? Isn't that spiritual harmony? I mean, that's yes. what it's all about. Talk about so spiritual harmony. I grew so, up in uh, That's where you can find me, wow. and I'm just a lover of metaphysics. What? Metaphysics is the key. Wait, wait, we got a we got a response here from our control room, Indy. What were you saying? Oh, I grew up in Vista, California. So this is this is incredible. This nice. is nice. Awesome. Aren't you guys? I feel hey, I got one more thing for you. Kathy Norman went to this church with her mother. Oh, oh my, my goodness. 
Yeah, she sent me pictures when she's in YOU, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, that's so, crazy!" It's a small, it's a small world, really. It Are really you going is. down to? San I'm going to go down to, on Saturday. I'm going to San Diego. Are you around, Michael? I'm around someplace. All right, I'll be around for you. Okay, then I'll be in touch with you. I'll I'll fill you in on when I'll be down there. It'll be this Saturday, but it'd be great just to bump into you. Maybe I'll even treat you to coffee or a sandwich. It'd be a pleasure. Dude, that's awesome. You know what I forgot? We forgot to thank our chief engineer over at Chobo Studios, which is where we're recording today. His name's Indy Fawcett. Thank you, Indy, for uh, facilitating Thank this. You. Oh, my God. And and you know who's been waiting this whole episode to do his flyby? We forgot to He's thank- the chief engineer, formerly of Unity Online yes. Radio. He's an amazing fellow. His name's Jeff Comfort. And each week, he takes us right into the comfort zone. Indy, got any parting words for us before we wrap up? Oh, man, this was such a spiritual, incredible time. And, and for it to be from straight out of Vista, California, my, my hometown. Incredible. Uh, this is just incredible. And the fourth dimension really hit me, honestly, because it, it was like put, putting words to something that I already kind of understood. But it's just so much. It just makes so much sense. Yes. You know, so this is incredible. Thank you Brilliant. guys so much for this. Yeah. Brilliant. Right, look who's walking in. I hear yeah, heels. I can hear her high heels. Liza Vanelli, how are you? Hello, boys. You're going to sing us out? Just or what? join in. You know this one. I better put on my gear. Come taste the wine. wine. Come, Come hear, hear the, the band. band. Come blow your horn, start celebrating Right this way, your table's waiting What good's permitting some prophet of doom To wipe every smile away Life is a cabaret, oh chum So come to the cabaret Visit DarylandEd.com to find easy Reverend Michael, links. scoot over. We love you. To everything we do. And thanks anyway. again for being a part of Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. You. Life is a Cabo Studios. Ray Ochum. So come to the Cabaret. <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Listen in as these unlikely saints share more real-life stories of how surrendering to divine order always leads to better-than-expected outcomes. This program has been made possible by God through automated monthly transfers from Daryl and Ed's credit cards. Thank you.